This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Hello, this is Richard Ingebretson with the University of Utah's School of Medicine. Uh, we thank you for listening to our AWLS podcast series. We're always grateful when you tune into us and listen to topics on the subject of wilderness medicine. It was a hot summer day on a river in the western United States. The river is a famous river called the Colorado River. This is the river which uh, has carved many, many red rock canyons, including the Grand Canyon. This particular story is in a canyon called Cataract Canyon with very, very large rapids, uh, beautiful red rock uh, canyon walls, and big sandy beaches. It poses a incredible uh, desire for people to go and raft this river and float down it, hike the canyons, and look at the beautiful vistas. It also presents a lot of uh, issues for wilderness medicine. There are uh, poisonous venomous snakes, there are scorpions and other bugs that can bite, and then of course there are the dangers of the rapids themselves. But today we're going to talk about what happened to a group of 30 uh, river rafters that were on this uh, very close quarters on rafting and camping that developed uh, an unseen problem that nor- normally people, when they're out in this kind of environment, don't think about. And that is uh, gastroenteritis, vomiting, diarrhea. A group of people uh, in, amongst the 30 of these uh, rafters became uh, quite ill. Their story is is a compelling one because it can happen to uh, anybody and does happen to just about everybody who does not take appropriate precautions. But even more scary with uh, their illness was they had taken what they thought were appropriate precautions and they still got ill. On the third morning of a five-day rafting trip, about six of the participants... Uh, woke up with uh, vomiting and diarrhea. Now, at home, vomiting and diarrhea uh, is a problem. It certainly is convenient, uh, inconvenient, and it is also uh, uh, can present, if in certain populations, a more life-threatening uh, issue be caused by dehydration. But when you're on a hot summer day, about 100 degrees Fahrenheit and about 30 9 or 40 degrees uh, centigrade, uh, dehydration caused by diarrhea becomes an insane problem because you are now in an uncontrolled environment where you have to keep moving and you're in in an area where trying to get water into these people is going to become a problem. The cause of the diarrhea was not known, but the director of the trip was very concerned because these people now are on a very hot beach in the morning, and they have to keep moving in order to get off the river in time, and uh, because of a variety of reasons. One, uh, people uh, need to get home, and uh, also uh, the rapids uh, face them that they needed to navigate through safely, and also they uh, had now uh, these six people who could not keep water down, and and, uh, they're on a hot beach. They faced the problem of what to do. The dilemma was this. This was the day of the big rapids. 
while they had 30 people, six of them were really quite ill. Uh, again, they couldn't uh, drink water, and uh, they were vomiting, and they had diarrhea. So the, the question that they faced was this. Should they stay at that beach for another day, keeping these people cool in the shade as best as possible, hoping that they would get better the next day? They ruled that one out because they thought if they didn't get better by the next day, they would still have the same dilemma that they had, that they had to take these people through the rapids and uh, get off the river, and now they're going to be worse, more dehydrated and more problematic. So they then thought, well, they could put all of them in a one, rap, uh, one raft and with a motor zoom them through the rapids, get them off the river, and get help. But they felt that if they just did that, uh, if they had trouble in a rapid, then there would be no other boats uh, that could help them. So they decided to put uh, each of the six uh, in, uh, ill individuals in a raft and just move them out as quickly as they could and keep them covered, keep them moist, and just watch each other as they moved through the rapids. This was a real nightmare, but the but uh, by the end of that night, they had they felt better and they were able to start drinking fluids and electrolytes. And in the end, all uh, turned out well. All of the people got off the river just fine. But what a dilemma in uh, such hot weather, people with gastroenteritis vomiting and having diarrhea. So this story is told over and over again. And on this same river in the famous Grand Canyon in uh, the, the year 19, uh, or, uh, 2022, there were hundreds and hundreds, uh, well over 200 raptors and backpackers became infected with uh, gastroenteritis, causing diarrhea and causing uh, vomiting. In the case of the Grand Canyon, uh, the National Park Service did studies, and of the over 200 people who had become sick with diarrhea in this hot uh, and, and very challenging physical environment, it was believed that these people had become infected with norovirus. Norovirus is uh, an insanely common and very easily transmitted cause of gastroenteritis, the 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 service uh, the National Park Service that uh, did this uh, study uh, wanted to know what was happening so that they could prevent this and advise people uh, how to avoid it. The National Park Service study uh, trying to determine the cause of the uh, gastroenteritis, the the diarrhea and the vomiting in the Grand Canyon included. Uh, online surveys that uh, that were sent out to the people who, who were known to have gone through the Grand Canyon. They did testing in outhouses in the stool to look at the cause, and they looked at water sources. And after uh, a very extensive study, it was determined that the main cause of the diarrhea and the vomiting was, in fact, norovirus. This uh, did not come as a surprise because norovirus is very, very common. Today we're going to talk very briefly then about norovirus and its implications in uh, backcountry medicine. But a discussion of norovirus needs to include front country medicine because norovirus is known 
to be the most common cause of uh, gastroenteritis, diarrhea, and vomiting amongst all causes of it. Uh, it is easily recognizable, but it is also very easily spread, and most people don't know much about norovirus, and a lot of people have not heard about it. So norovirus uh, is everywhere. But how is it spread in backcountry uh, medicine, and how did people on the Cataract Canyon River trip get it, and how was it spreading in uh, uh, this beautiful environment that almost seems sterile uh, in the Grand Canyon? There's a couple of things that should be noted about norovirus, is it often occurs in groups of people, which is a telling comment about this disease, and it is insanely uh, spread People often think that if you get uh, uh, gastroenteritis or nausea and vomiting, you eat it in your food and in your water, and that is absolutely true. But the one thing that is unknown about norovirus, it can be spread from person to person without having physical contact. And that's what we're going to talk about today so that everybody who listens to this podcast and studies norovirus can help others to keep this insanely uh, contagious disease from spreading and absolutely ruining a river trip, a backpack trip, or any of your trip. Because getting gastroenteritis at home may be inconvenient, but getting it in the back country immediately makes it a life-threatening problem. And what is happening to make norovirus a more dominant form of the cause of gastroenteritis is the fact that there are now uh, vaccines against other causes such as rotavirus, which is seen so common amongst kids and others in close quarters. So norovirus is becoming even a more dominant strain and cause of uh, gastroenteritis because of this. Another common uh, place to see norovirus is on cruise ships. Uh, in the uh, year 2023, uh, the United States Center for Disease Control investigated 13 outbreaks on ships, and in some cases, virtually everybody on the cruise ship developed norovirus uh, because of its uh, ability to spread so rapidly in people who are confined into a closed space. Well, norovirus uh, is, in fact, the most common cause worldwide of gastroenteritis. Uh, originally known as Norwalk virus and is op often referred to as the winter vomiting disease because of its propensity to be seen uh, in the winter where people are in closed quarters. They're in the same house, the same conventions, they're in the same uh, uh, places. So it, it also carries that name. It is a non-dysentery uh, diarrhea, meaning that it is not bloody and does not cause a fever. Uh, which are the hallmark of what are called dysentery. But this norovirus uh, is uh, the most common cause of a non-dysentery uh, worldwide diarrhea uh, and vomiting. Uh, symptoms for the norovirus can develop in uh, 12 hours to uh, sometimes up to two days after exposure. And uh, it has been known to occur... Uh, uh, maybe a little bit longer than that. It lasts from anywhere from one to three days. So the problem with this is the virus can usually happen on your backpacking trip. It can happen on your river trip. It can happen if you're going out for more than a day. 
And even though it can last for just a couple of days and it is generally self-limiting, the problem with it is that it can cause diarrhea and vomiting and therefore dehydration on that trip. If you're on a backpacking trip, it is insanely difficult to backpack if you're having diarrhea. So this becomes at home, as we said, a a, a, a problem. And the, most people with norovirus recover quite rapidly, uh, but in the back country, this can be a problem. So you come home and you recover, but the problem is out there, it's a real issue. So usually the virus is spread fecal-oral. That is, it's found where feces are found. And this uh, obviously means that uh, getting rid of the virus on your hands after people go to the bathroom and keeping the bathroom area clean becomes important. The other issue is that even though you may follow those things, it can be on contaminated food. And we'll talk about that, uh, why it is found on contaminated food. But the other problem with norovirus, it is spread through uh, uh, the air from people who vomit from an infected person. Now, this is a very unusual way of spread, and most people don't know this. So if on your trip or in, you're in a closed quarters, and this is uh, one reason why it is spread on, in uh, cruise ships, is because uh, one person is in the bathroom vomiting and then the next person goes in and will, uh, the virus will land on the lips and tongue uh, of the people. It isn't breathed in, it lands on those areas and then it is swallowed where it uh, multiplies in the small intestine. So these close quarter problems is, is that. So um, we don't normally think of uh, vomit uh, in the air as spreading disease, but norovirus is spread through that. And so this becomes a problem. So uh, if you're at home or in a close quarter, you're, you're traveling on an airplane, or if you're staying in a hotel before your trip starts or even after, uh, vomiting can spread this because it doesn't take many uh, microbes of this virus just to land on the lips and it will be spread. There are many cases where people are camping in close quarters. <clears throat> they have a, uh, they go and help someone who's vomiting and then they'll breathe that in and they'll get the disease. One of the other problems that norovirus has that is particularly troublesome is that alcohol-based hand sanitizers <clears throat> are not effective against the norovirus. Now, this means that, um, uh, you know, if we, you, you put your hand sanitizer by where someone goes to the bathroom or they put it by where they eat, and then they presume that the hand sanitizer is going to kill everything. Hand sanitizers that are based on alcohol are really quite good, and we're not discouraging those, but you have to know that it is not effective against norovirus, and the reason for this is norovirus is what is called a non-enveloped virus, and therefore alcohol will not destroy the envelope that is carrying the virus. Now, the recent infection of the COVID-19 was effective against hand, with hand sanitizers that are alcohol-based because it is an envelope virus, and therefore it would, it would destroy the envelope. But the norovirus does not uh, have that. So in your backcountry camping, it becomes important that uh, not only do you realize how it's spread uh, if, you know, based in food, and it is found in uh, uh, people who don't wash their hands <clears throat> effectively, but it's also known not to be uh, responsive to alcohol-based hand sanitizers. So this becomes an insane problem as people think that hand sanitizers will prevent diarrhea and vomiting. 
So if there is a, a take-home message that we've said so far in this uh, podcast, and that is be aware that this is spread in uh, vomit in the air by landing on the lips and mouth. It is uh, in the food that we eat, even if you prepare that food. Uh, and in backcountry travel, lettuce and uh, shellfish and things like this, if you eat them, you presume that they're safe, and so you eat them, but they may not be. And in on our hands, after going to the bathroom or in the area uh, of where people who are setting up the toilets, if they touch those things and then use hand sanitizer, norovirus may abound still after that. And while norovirus is not considered a dangerous virus uh, and people recover without any really long-term problems in just a couple of days, uh, in your trip, this can be an insane problem. And just another comment about it spread uh, from uh, vomit. Uh, it, it may. It's interesting that it may not just be on your trip. It may be that you eat at a restaurant as you're traveling to that. And um, uh, if you go into the bathroom after someone has vomited or... Uh, uh, you know, if you're around people who are vomiting with it, that can be uh, spread directly in that way. There was uh, a famous story in a scout chambery in the Netherlands uh, where the people that uh, got sick with norovirus had followed what they considered were, were good uh, hygiene measures, uh, but the mode of transmission was found to be uh, from person to person rather than foodborne or waterborne. Now, a lot of times also, if you go on your backcountry trip and you, de you decide to take uh, shellfish with you, and people say, well, how is it that shellfish uh, carry norovirus, and why is it more profound in shellfish? And shellfish is a good thing. You can take on a, a river trip. It's a nice thing or in a backpacking uh, trip. But the problem with shellfish, it has a higher propensity for uh, norovirus. And the reason for this is shellfish filter... Uh, the seawater through their uh, body systems. And therefore, it will attract the virus that is shell, uh, filtered out. So even though shellfish, you would think, would be safe from norovirus, it in fact has an insane increased um, ability to store the virus as it filters through it. And therefore, eating uncooked or unprocessed raw, uh, raw shellfish uh, has a, a high likelihood of having uh, norovirus in it compared to other uh, seafood. And another uh, a food that has a high propensity for norovirus is lettuce. Now the problem with it is uh, when lettuce is prepared, it is hosed off using uh, just regular water. But that water uh, often just comes from groundwater, which can have norovirus in it from animals or people who have gone to the bathroom in it. And so while seemingly it seems to be safe, when they rinse, the, rinse it off or hose it off, even while it's growing, it can have norovirus, which will live for some time on the surface of the, of the lettuce. And that is why you hear outbreaks of shellfish and lettuce uh, causing uh, norovirus. So ask what you're taking on your trip, and uh, is it uh, safe? The safest thing is to rinse uh, your lettuce and make sure that the shellfish is also clean uh, before it is eaten. Uh, the eating raw lettuce and raw shellfish increases the risk for norovirus.
when a person is exposed to norovirus, e- either eating it on, on the food or, breathe, or getting it on, in your mouth from someone who has vomited, or uh, poor camp hygiene by not washing your hands appropriately, uh, the person who is infected, the, the virus gets into the small intestine. And the, the principal uh, symptom of, of this is nausea, uh, which comes on pretty quickly, and then very forceful vomiting, which is why virid particles are thrust into the air. Then uh, a watery, non-bloody diarrhea develops with abdominal pain and cramping with no fever as it is a non-dysentery diarrhea. A lot of times there's a loss of taste. You'll see the patients have general lethargy, weakness, muscle aches, headache, cough, the headache from uh, dehydration, and uh, uh, the disease is uh, always self-limiting, but in the backcountry that almost doesn't really matter. Very few cases are admitted to the hospital unless uh, you're on a trip and you become uh, uh, dehydrated, and that is the principal cause of death is uh, dehydration. Uh, this uh, disease was um, originally called Norwalk virus. It was uh, isolated in Ohio in the United States of America in Norwalk, and that's where it got its name. But in time, the various uh, committees that named these uh, with taxonomy uh, changed the name to uh, norovirus, but it is uh, also called the winter vomiting disease, as we said, because it's often found in uh, places uh, uh, where people are uh, crammed together because they're uh, eating the same foods with the same uh, hand making, or the or it's they're around people who are vomiting. So the treatment for norovirus is very simple: it's rehydration. But in a backcountry uh, situation, this can become very very problematic. A lot of people that get norovirus are still able to walk and hike. But if you are going to do those things, you have to make sure they're getting electrolytes and moving, uh, that they're drinking a, a, a lot of fluids and uh, so that you can get them out. There is no specific treatment for this uh, uh, because there is, there is no treatment. It is, a, it is a virus, but it is really managing uh, dehydration. This is a case where in the backcountry, using an anemetic and, an, and an anti-diarrheal may be a value. At home, we typically don't do that because we want the, the, the virus and uh, the disease to leave the body. But in the backcountry, using an, anti, uh, an anti-medic and an anti-diarrheal may be really important so that the people don't uh, become um, uh, too dehydrated. There are some uh, uh, vaccine trials that are being done for norovirus. Uh, it is uh, it is problematic, but that is something that we are watching and will keep you up to date on the antivirals for uh, norovirus. But in the meantime, uh, the, be aware of, uh, of food preparation. Now, there has been some talk about is norovirus resistant to Clorox. It is not resistant to Clorox or bleach. The problem is is that it needs a longer time than other viruses or other bacteria. So. The, the studies that come out on using uh, bleach, you need to leave the food, I mean the uh, utensils, in the Clorox, not just for a quick rinse. It needs to dry on. In other words, the Clorox needs to stay on the plates and on the utensils for minutes. And if you're going to clean a countertop, you can do that, but you have to let it stay on there for several minutes to kill the norovirus. So Clorox is effective 
or any bleach, but it needs to stay on it for a longer period of time uh, because of the nature of the virus. So in review, uh, norovirus, while a non-life-threatening disease, can become insanely problematic. It is very common. And the cases that we gave at the start were generally all norovirus. The treatment, I mean the prevention, is hot, soapy water. Wash hands. And uh, hand sanitizers are not effective against norovirus. You have to use hot, soapy water on the hands for a appropriate period. Just a quick rinse will not prevent the spread of norovirus. You have to clean utensils and tabletops with Clorox. And again, hot soapy water is really good because that will wash the virus away. But if you use Clorox, just make sure it's on there for a period of several minutes. Do not use hand sanitizer as your only source of cleaning your hands. You should use it, but you should also use hot uh, soapy water. And be aware that this disease is found in foods, particularly shellfish and in lettuce, because of the reasons that we mentioned. So pay particular attention to that. And also be aware that not only is it spread oral fecal, but it is spread through uh, uh, the particles that are thrust into the air when people vomit and people then go into the area where they vomited, even outside, and it lands on the lips and the tongues and then is swallowed into the small intestines. This ends this uh, podcast on uh, the norovirus and the problems that are associated with it. And as always, we say thank you for listening.